0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: A very happy... Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday today. Is it Wednesday, Gabby? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday?
2: Yeah.
1: For some reason, I thought it was Wednesday.
2: No, it's Tuesday.
1: Oh, that's depressing. A very happy Wednesday to you all. Gabby joins me. Gabby the intern. You know, Gabby, look, Adam the intern's a nice guy, okay? I'm sure he does nice things for other people. You're my favorite, though.
2: Oh, thanks.
1: I don't really have a reason yet. I'm still trying to figure out a reason, but you're still my favorite. I just want you to know that.
2: No, oh, Adam's pretty cool, though, so I don't
1: know. Okay, I just complimented you. Now you want to go back to Adam? Come on. Stop it.
2: Okay, I mean, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> Game time with Gabby's going to be coming up here later in the hour. I'm excited to be able to uh, go through a bunch of questions. She says she's got some fun ones. She gave me a, uh, a pre-trivia question, and it was really good, and it was really funny. In fact, we'll actually get into that in the... Uh, Later, halfway into the hour uh, with Gabby the intern. And she'll join me with Game Time with Gabby and get some questions in. Uh, a lot to get to here in a little amount of time to do so. We are shorthanded today due to the fact that Utah Jazz are uh, getting ready to play some basketball. They face the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn tonight. Pre-game starts at 5.20, give or take. So about 5.15 will break apart from uh, this show. Get over to David Luck and Ron Boone, who will be uh, live in Brooklyn to give you the Jazz Nets uh, tonight as they get ready to uh Get going about 5.30 p.m. uh, Mountain Time. Uh, Eric is gone for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it is you, I, myself. Grateful to have you along, however and wherever you are joining us here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. You can also stream us on 106.9thefan.com. And we're going to have a little bit of a... We're going to have some fun. We're going to allow you, the listeners, to be a part of the show. And I need questions from you guys. I need... I need ideas. I want want topics. And so we're going to let you be part of the show. You can text into our show at 435-339-0321. Again, that's 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. Or you can follow me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-S-A-L-V-Y. And then you can ask your questions. I want to get topics from you that you want to hear about. Questions that you have. It can be about Utah State football, Utah State basketball, Utah Jazz basketball. It could be about cricket, golf, tennis, uh, water polo. No, please don't. Um, it can be about game time with Gabby. Uh, anything. Okay, I want to have you guys be a part of our show. So, coming up at oh, probably around four forty-five, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do the listener segment where you guys are gonna text or in or tweet in your questions, and I'm going to answer those questions live on air. Again, you can text in at four three five. Three three nine zero three two one. Texting whatever questions you want about sports, sports related topics, please. I don't know anything about movies. I don't care about the Academy Awards. Are you a? Hey, are you a big movie watcher, Gabby? I'm gonna throw you on here. Are you a big movie watcher?
2: Yeah, I do a little bit.
1: What's the most recent movie you watched? Was mm-hmm. it for? Was it Ferrari versus Ford or something like that? Yep. And it was good.
2: It was such a good movie.
1: I still need to watch that. You That's uh Christian Bale, Matt Damon.
2: I think so. Is that who it is? Think
1: so. They're really good. Uh, I'm excited about that. So we'll uh, we'll get into our listener segment and uh, again throw all the sports questions you want, and we'll answer those to about four forty-five. Uh, four again, four three five three three nine zero three two one. All right, guys, the breaking news here from Utah State, courtesy of Utah State Volleyball. As uh, Grayson DuBow was uh, released from his duties as the head coach, they have now found their replacement, and he is a money guy. This is a great hire uh, for the Utah State Aggies. As uh, as Utah State Vice President and Director of Athletics, John Hartwell, announced on Tuesday that Rob Nielsen will be named and has been named as the 11th head coach of the volleyball program. Now, currently, Nielsen is serving as the first assistant for the U.S. Men's National Volleyball Team. That's right, the first assistant for the U.S. Men's National Volleyball Team. The guy's got a resume that speaks for itself. Uh, he uh, plans, as the statement has said, or excuse me, this release says, to establish his staff and begin recruiting immediately while the team prepares for spring practices. He'll continue to work with Team USA in some capacity through the Summer Olympics, which it takes place this summer in Tokyo. Uh, his statement says, quote, Sarah and I are thrilled to join the Utah State family. I'm incredibly grateful for the trust and support of Mr. John Hartwell, Jerry Bovey, and Amy Crosby. The university, previous staffs, and alumni have built the foundation for an incredible volleyball program, and we look forward to working with the players, staff, recruits, and the Cache Valley community to build on that foundation or to a championship standard. Now, Nilton comes to Utah State with 14 years of coaching experience at the uh, collegiate and international levels, which includes... Uh, way back uh, in 2006 when he was a BYU assistant coach. In 2010 and 11, he was a BYU interim head coach. In 2011, he was the USA Youth National Team as an assistant coach. He was the associate head coach at BYU once again for the, uh, the year of 2014-15 and then first assistant for USA Volleyball in 17 through now. And it's just been once again, as we already mentioned, Rob Nielsen has been named as the head coach of the Utah State Volleyball team. He... Uh, he got his education at BYU in uh, Master of Business Administration and Neuroscience. Uh, he uh, his family includes his wife Sarah, children Edda, I hope I didn't butcher that, Liam, Charlotte, Wit, and Luis, which by the way is a newborn. So congratulations to them. Uh, some uh, are already speaking about this hire. Uh, John uh, Spiro, uh, of the USU, uh, who's USA uh, volleyball head coach, says, "Quote: I am thrilled for Rob and his family in Utah State." You couldn't find a more capable coach and man of high character and values. He's going to to be an incredible representative of Utah State and its volleyball program. As a father of two daughters myself, I know how important of a decision it is uh, as to where to send your daughters to play and for whom I can say without reservation that Rob is someone I would trust to coach and train my own daughters. I look forward to seeing the success of the Utah State volleyball program. And then, of course, Chris McGowan co-founder and gold medal squared and uh, former BYU men's volleyball head coach states, quote, Rob is one of the best young volleyball coaches in or young coaches in volleyball. He's innovative and in his thinking. He's incredibly committed to the athletes, and he brings wonderful energy and passion to his coaching. Perhaps his greatest attribute is his humility. This shows up in his continual desire to keep improving and learning and how he's always looking to do what's best for the program and the players. I am thrilled for Rob, for Utah State, and for the athletes, That will get to be a part of the program there, end quote. So congratulations to uh, USU Volleyball and naming their new head coach and Rob Nielsen. Seems to be like a good get. Excited for everybody to be a part of it in the, uh... In the, uh... I shouldn't have read that text. (laughs) I shouldn't have read that text. Uh, are you... (laughs) No, I'm not going to read it on air. Uh... But for Rob Nilton and for the Utah State program itself. And a great, another great hire by Mr. John Hartwell and uh, Jerry Bovey and Amy Crosby. That, that's a big one for them. Um, Mr. Hartwell's already cashed in pretty good on the first hire in Craig Smith. And this could be back-to-back, uh, really, really, really good hires for them. All right. Uh, well, there was a game last night, a long game to say the least. An extremely long game, actually, to be very honest with you. Uh LSU, Clemson, National Championship of the College Football Playoff. Uh, Game started, by the way, at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. This game didn't end until like 10.30. USU, or not USU, wow. LSU wins the National Championship 42-25 behind the strength of uh, their Heisman Trophy winner and one of the greatest college quarterbacks in in college football history without a doubt 31 of 49 463 yards five touchdowns no picks joe burrow was absolute money last night for the uh, LSU Tigers in a big 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 win to capture uh, to continue what they've had as a very prestigious university Wait, hold on. Wrong button. Let's try that again. Sorry.
0: Gets Moss, left corner, and did he get in? That's a touchdown. Got it over the pylon, left side of the end zone. Snap back. Joe has it. Looks. Launches towards the end zone, adjusting. Terrace Marshall goes up, pulls it down. Touchdown, LSU. 24-yard touchdown touchdown. Add another to Joe Burrow. Give Terrace Marshall his first reception for a touchdown tonight. His 13th on the year. And the Tigers extend the lead 41-25. As they say in the Bayou, let the good times roll. LSU sits on the throne of college football. As they knock out the defending champs, an offensive onslaught, 628
1: yards. All right, let's get it over with. Chris Blair and Doug Monroe on the first call. Uh, of course, uh, the great Chris Fowler to uh, on the uh, final call on ESPN. Again, final score in the college football playoff national championship, 42-25. Clemson Tigers win this. And people are saying, well, it was was kind of a blowout. It really wasn't, actually. This game was 28-25 at one point inside of uh, the Tigers' backyard, that LSU Tigers, that is, in New Orleans. Uh, Total attendance, by the way, announced of 76,885. Of course, capped with a ton of a load of LSU Tiger fans. Trevor Lawrence was actually not that bad himself. He was 18-37, 234 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, But the the rushing game of LSU really wore down the Tigers, especially in the second half. Clyde Edwards-Hillary, we all remember him when he ran over the Aggies. 16 carries, 110 yards last night. His longest run was of 25. Joe Burrow had 14 carries for 58. uh, And he had... No touchdown, or excuse me, he did have a, he rushed for a touchdown as well. So he had six touchdowns in total as the Tigers win their first national championship since 2007 when they beat Ohio State. as uh, their fourth overall. Uh, and for Joel Burrow, the uh, senior quarterback from Plains, Ohio, he broke a few more records as well uh, to what was already a historic season. His five TD passes and 463 yards are the most for a BCS or college fo- or a college football playoff title game. And uh, his six total touchdowns, uh, ditto. Same thing. Um. Again, I mean this this LSU team. When we said all year long, I mean before the Aggies played LSU, and especially after the Aggies played LSU, just that this team could be one of the greatest college football team college football teams ever. That that's not a mistake either. They are that good. And and, uh, this, I mean, with playing in the SEC is a gauntlet. It doesn't matter whether it's on the road or at home. It's 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 always a tough game. And for the Tigers to go fourteen and zero the whole entire season without one loss says something. Speaking about going undefeated, uh, Trevor Lawrence had been twenty five and zero until last night. He had his first loss of his college career. The Tigers, the Clemson Tigers, finished fourteen and one. Lawrence again, eighteen to thirty-seven for two thirty-four. Uh, well, I mean, it, it was really—I mean—that first half was—I mean—just coming and going. It was—it was a humming first half where a total of what twenty, let's see, so thirty-eight, almost forty-five points were scored. I mean, this this that half was amazing to start. And for, for Joe Burrow, who, by the way, his idol is Drew Brees. So, granted, he ends up going to win a national championship inside of Drew Brees' home. Uh, this, I mean, It's just amazing. And then the story, of course, of Ed Oregon, uh, you know, when he was promoted from interim coach in 2016 to the head coach, uh, he goes and gets himself a national championship as well, joining Les Miles and Nick Saban. Um you know, it's it's just amazing, and then defensively, how good LSU is. You saw how good LSU was when they just finally locked down, right? They got focused, made adjustments after the half, and shut down the Tigers and held them, this this high-potent offense, Clemson Tigers, to eight points. Uh, you know, it, 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 by the way, and then after uh, uh, BT Potter kicked that 52, uh, I think it was a career-long, by the way, the 52-yard field goal for Clemson to make it 10-7. Uh, T. Higgins goes on a 36-yard reverse to score. He made it 77 in the second quarter, and it, it took LSU five minutes and 19 seconds to wipe out Clemson's lead and take the lead. You know, Jamar Chase. We all know about how good he is. He he gave the Aggies problems as well. Uh, he you know he's one who really did most of the damage. He's a Fred Blitnikoff winner uh, for this year. Uh, he had the long ball set it up uh, to about the three-yard line, and then the you know the Tigers score again. Um but, you know, Burrow and Chase were just so good last night. I thought I thought Chase was just awesome. And they had that fourteen yard touchdown with about five minutes left in the second half or to I me in the second quarter. Uh, and that's kind of where you LSU really flexed their muscle against this Clemson team. Give Clemson credit. They hung with LSU for a half. But when you're playing an SEC football team, you gotta be a hell to hang on for sixty minutes. And and Clemson just ran out of gas. LSU dropped six hundred and twenty eight yards and six touchdowns on Clemson. And Clemson's a team that was giving up about 264 yards and 11.5 points per game. That's how good LSU was in the second half. I wouldn't say in the first half they were that good, but in the second half they were really good. Over the last three games uh, against Georgia and the SEC Championship, Oklahoma and Clemson... By the way, Burrow threw for 1,305 yards and 16 touchdowns. And LSU won those games by a combined score of 142-63. to So everybody's going to talk about Joe Burrow. Sure, why not? Absolutely. He's going to Cincinnati to play in Ohio. He's going to be the number one pick. But nobody talks enough about how good that defense was. Defense was incredible. Absolutely amazing. 42-25 is your final score. LSU over Clemson uh, after the game uh you know uh, Ed Oregon and uh, Joe Burrow at the podium uh, and let's go to them actually right now this is uh this is coach Oregon uh, first of all talking about uh, sorry about what he'll remember most uh, of this football team football season national championship. Sorry, let's try that again. I got two audio running again. I hate this thing. I seriously hate it.
3: I felt like we could have played it for another month.
1: All right, so let's try it again. Sorry about that. I apologize. Again, what, do we remember, what Coach Oregon will remember most about this uh, football team?
3: The character and the grit of this football team. Uh, Jack Marucci and Tommy Moffitt keeping us together, keeping us in shape. I felt like we could have played it for another month. Uh,
1: now, there was talk before the game that there was doubters versus LSU about if they were legitimately that good. I don't know if that was true, if the LSU was just making up stuff to hype them up for a football game that I, I feel like they knew where they were already going to win. But here's Coach Oregon on that as well.
3: Maybe. You know, people going to talk, talk and all that, but you can't let it affect you. you gotta, I use that as an internal motivation. People, you know, they... Teased me the way I talk, uh, teased me the way I look, uh, and when you know it's kind of funny, uh, the things that I was doing at Ole Miss, I was ridiculed for. And now I push myself in the jaw, and everybody that was likes it. So it just spins where you are at, man.
1: And then of course, Joe uh, Joe
4: Burrow uh, on this game. I mean, this is special. This doesn't this doesn't happen. A, uh, this doesn't come around every every year. You know, this this is a special group of guys that. Really came together, and it's as close of a group that I've ever been around. This, I'm just so happy I was able to do it with with Coach O, Patrick, and and the rest of the guys in that locker room. Feels good. I don't know what I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's there's been so many people that have come into this, from people that have helped me along my journey from Ohio, Louisiana, everywhere, and we couldn't have done it with a better group of guys. Not not just football players, but great great man, that I, I just feel blessed to, to be a part of this what we did tonight can't be taken away from us I don't know I don't know about the whole hero thing but I know this this national championship will be remembered for a long time in Louisiana to, to do it in New Orleans is, is even more special and you know this is going to be remembered for a long time
1: Again, on the other side, the Clemson Tigers lose their first game in 26 tries. That's amazing. Trevor Lawrence finishes 25 and one as a starter at Clemson University, and for Dabo Swinney, he remembers that. He says, "Hey, it's been a while since we felt this side of the uh this side of the grass."
3: Just an unreal year. I mean, incredible, it just incredible year. Two years. Uh, we won 29 games in a row, it's been a long time since I've stood in front of a team. Uh, with a loss, and uh, but this team in particular, uh, just really special.
1: And then here's uh, Coach Swinney as he goes on for just a couple minutes about LSU. And hey, it was just their night.
3: Tonight was was all about LSU. Uh, what an unbelievable game! Um, you know, we we had an opportunity there in the third quarter. I, I loved how we responded and and uh, got the ball back with a three point lead and. And uh, we just couldn't quite put enough plays together. I thought they played a heck of a game and deserved to win the game. Uh, they were they were uh, definitely the better team tonight for sure. So uh, I'm really happy for Coach O. Uh, I think he's a, uh, one of the good guys in the business, and, and you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, I know what it's like to, to be in that situation, and you, you pour a lot into it. And, you you know, certainly uh, no fun to be in this seat, but uh, but I do, uh, uh, you know, just say congratulations to them. We were the first 15 and 0 team last year, and and to see them uh, do it, and uh, you know they earned it. Simple as that. Uh, so hats off to them, and and I thought they played with tremendous uh, 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 character and class, and just will to win.
1: Again, for Double Swinney and the Clemson Tigers, nothing to hang your head about here. Just thrashed Alabama in the same title game last year. Turn around and lose to again what, in my mind, is one of the best college football teams ever to play. Like this team was legit good. Went in a tough conference. They ran the table. Ran the table in a, in a pretty good uh, non-conference schedule. And then, of course, when you go to the college football playoffs, you got to beat the best teams, and they they certainly did that. And I mean, forty-two twenty-five is resounding. Not as big of a blowout as people might say or think when they look at the scoreboard. This game was close through the first half, and then of course LSU just, you know, they used to layer, they or Hilaire, and they 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 got the running game going, and that's when things kind of just lost track for uh, Clemson, who just ran out of, like I said, ran out of gas, just got tired really, really quickly, and uh, that's uh, that's where it all ended for the. Uh, for the Clemson Tigers, uh, but again, you know, for Double Sweeney, he talked about the leadership for this team, and and it was really, really good, and that's what helped him get this far.
3: Seniors, what an amazing group of young people, just just dynamic young people that are unbelievably committed, and uh, uh, you know, just Tanner Muse and Pollard and Cervinka and Ankrum, uh, you know, just Denzel and. Kayvon, I mean, FIBS, I mean, so many guys. Just tremendous, tremendous uh, leadership.
1: Clemson again loses 42-25 in the national championship game. That caps the NCAA football season already. You know, someone had tweeted out yesterday, uh, does the season go by as fast as, you know, as fast as it seemingly does for – most fans and uh I actually had to think about it because there's games where I thought man that feels like yesterday like San Diego's stay and winning there feels like yesterday and then there's games like Stony Brook or LSU or Colorado State that feel like forever ago it is crazy how long some of those games feel like and or how long ago those games feel like and uh <laughs> Once again, the uh, college football season has come and gone, and uh, LSU, of course, finishes number one in the top 25 poll. Bama, by the way, falls to eighth. That is their lowest ranking uh, since 2010. Uh, Number two, of course, is going to be Clemson. Number three, Ohio State at 13 and one. Georgia finishes at four at 12 and two. Oregon at five at 12 and two. Florida jumps to 6 at 11-2, and two. Oklahoma at 7, 12-2, uh, Alabama is 11-2, they're at 8, if you already mentioned, Penn State's 11-2, and two, they're at ninth. and by the way, Penn State's got some issues right now, including a lawsuit from a former player for what they feel, or what the ball player in the lawsuit is claiming as sexual hazing, so Clemson, or excuse me, Penn State could be in serious trouble once again uh, if that investigation does go through and they find fault on Penn State, including Coach Franklin. Uh, Minnesota is 11-2. They, finish out, they ran out of the top 10. And then Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Baylor, Auburn, and Iowa. That's 11-15. Again, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Baylor, Auburn, and Iowa. 16th is Utah after uh, a very extremely disappointing finish to their season. They lost back-to-back games to Oregon and then in the, to Texas in the Alamo Bowl. They finished 11-3 and 16th in the country. Memphis stays uh, still at 17th, 12-2. Michigan at 18th and 9 and 4. Appalachian State 13 and 1. That's the highest ranked team with one, excuse me, the lowest ranked team with one loss. You'd have to go all the way to number three Ohio State to be able to find the other team. Uh, 20 through 25 is Navy Cincinnati. Air Force is at 22. Boise State at 23. 24 is UCF and 25 is Texas. Boise State finishes at 12 and 2 on the season. Uh, or, to mean, 12 and 2 on the season at 23 after a loss, a shutout loss to Washington. And then Air Force, of course, they beat Washington State and are in at 22. They finished the season at 11 and 2. So, two Mount West Conference teams represent, one in state team represents the uh, top 25. Uh, three Big Ten teams in the, in the top 10. Navy finished at number 20, as we already mentioned, Air Force 22. It's the first time two service academies were in the AP final. Or the final AP poll since 1958. Navy's one of four American Athletic Conference schools in the final rankings. Of course, we already mentioned a new high for the conference Memphis, Cincinnati, and UCF for the others. Um, and then SEC, uh, uh, let's see, had four of the top 10. Uh, it's the fifth time uh, one conference has had four teams in the final top 10, and the fourth for the SEC. Uh, Georgia LSU and uh, was fourth in the Pac 12, of course, in the Pac 12 Championship. Uh, champion oregon was fifth as we already mentioned so uh, a little bit of back and forth i guess a little bit of not major changes as much as we thought there would be after uh, the bowl season ended the way it did but uh, again two mountain West teams make it number 22 air force number 23 boise state all right time to take a break coming back it's game time with gabby she has got some questions to ask me we'll see if i can answer those right and then, of course, it's the listener time. We're going to have our listener segment where you can text in your question at 435-339-0321 uh, and uh, text in a question that you have about sports, whatever it is, jazz, Aggies, basketball, football, NBA, whatever your heart desires, text in at 435 321 I'm Audrey Salson You're listening to the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
0: The full court press connect with us on Facebook Twitter and online at 1069 thefan.com you with your favorite song Yeah, make smile do you think of me this is a
1: song
2: tell
1: so is this like a remix or whatever because I don't oh no so Justin Bieber really is in this song
2: yeah. oh right here I'm famous. really Okay. Know, the three guys in the song have very similar voices.
1: I was going to say, can't even tell Justin Bieber's in the song. Hmm.
2: Huh. Right, but just it's super good.
1: Say, I like this. Good call. Gabby, the intern, joining us here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 on FM, 1390 AM. The fan, grateful to have you joining us however and wherever you are on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, or on 106.9 FM.com. Don't forget, you can also stream us, and you can hear Game Time with Gabby on our podcast. Just go to Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify to find those, uh, find those uh, episodes, and you can tune in and at your heart's content about whatever it is that, ah, whatever it is you want to uh, listen to, or however much content you want to listen to. Okay, it is time for my favorite. Se- oh, freaking hate commercials on YouTube. Why does YouTube have to do commercials? I just want the dang music, people. That's all I'm asking for. By the way, really quickly, again, we're going to do our listener segment here coming up. uh, 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. To be able to uh, text in a question about sports so we can answer it. All right. It is that time. Game time with Gabby. Gabby's got some questions she's going to ask me. My job is to answer them correctly. Chances are not really looking great after last week. She stumped me and Eric quite a bit. Gabby, what do you got for me this week?
2: Okay. I think I've about 8 questions this week.
1: Okay. Cool. Let's
2: see. They're not I don't know if they're going to be as good as last week. But
1: we'll we're going to try.
2: Yeah. Okay. Ready? Let's roll. Okay. First question. In basketball, what was banned from 1967
1: to 1976? I love it. This is great. What was banned from 1967 to 90, 1976? Yep. Okay, can I can I ask for a hint? Right? Right? Can I take like a lifeline sort of thing? I Get a hint? Okay. Does it have to do with like clothing or equipment?
2: No. Oh.
1: The three point shot. No. Okay, wait. Uh dunking?
2: Yep, slam dunk. What? Yep.
1: That might be credit to somebody who just texted yeah, me. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say he's a cheater.
1: Hey, it's a lifeline. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? They get three lifelines. Whatever. Dunking was banned. Yeah. Why? Do they say?
2: No. Just. What? I know it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, I didn't. That was like one of my not very favorite questions. Too. Oh,
1: fetch! I'm. I'm screwed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, for one.
2: <laughs> Second question. Which NFL team was the first to win three Super Bowls?
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, Packers only won two. Was it Miami Dolphins? No. Okay, my second guess is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> no. Was it Pittsburgh? It was. That's a dang it, dude! <laughs> I didn't know which one to guess because so I know Dallas and so Dallas, Miami, and Pittsburgh. Had that string where they all like all kind of just swapped turns, right? Dallas beat Miami in the Super Bowl, but uh, Colts beat Dallas, and then Pittsburgh was beaten up on like Minnesota. In fact, I can tell you right now, they beat Dallas twice and Minnesota once in the Super Bowl to win the three. Crazy. All right. Well, that wasn't a great job by me. All right, next question, third one.
2: Third one. You might get this one. (laughs) Okay. Which team was the only football team to go a whole football season undefeated?
1: Uh, which team
2: went a whole football season undefeated, including the Super Bowl? Oh,
1: Miami Dolphins. Yep. 1972, 17 and 0. Yeah. Beat the Redskins. Yes. The MVP of that game should have been Jake Scott. Unfortunately, it wasn't him. By the way, just sorry. Just, Side like fact. <laughs> yes, I feel good. I got yeah, one. I got one. Finally. What?
2: Okay, fourth question. Who is the only athlete to play in a Super Bowl and a World Series?
1: Deion Sanders. Yep. Yeah. Played for the Braves in the World Series. Played for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, have you, but have you ever seen that thirty for thirty? I think it's like a thirty for thirty. Well, they talk about that and like how ticked off the uh, the Braves were about him playing football during the World Series. Like I mean, it was vice mm-hmm. versa. There was he got a lot of hate for that from both sides. It was crazy.
2: Oh, I'm sure, because he um, he hit a home run and scored a touchdown the same week. Wait, he did? Yeah.
1: Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. cool. Alright.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Got
1: lost. No, you're good.
2: Okay. Who was the only team to win two World Series in the 1980s?
1: Was it the Athletics? Mm-hmm. Only team to win two World Series in the 80s. Oh, man. Uh... To the, oh. Wasn't the Pittsburgh Pirates, was it? Nope. No, I think it was the 70s. Uh, Last guess would be. Is it the Dodgers?
2: Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah.
1: Thank you to that person who just texted me.
2: Yeah, hmm Hey, hey, <laughs> they, they're part greedy. of the show. Fine. You know, years
1: though. Oh yeah, uh, eighty-eight. I totally guessed on that too. Yeah, that was a good guess. <laughs> uh, eighty-eight, and I think it was back to back. Was it eighty-nine? Nope. Eighty-five. No, 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 no. That's wrong. I knew that. Eighty-two. What year was it?
2: Eighty-one. Oh, on the next one. <laughs> sure. All right. Dang it. I don't remember what question this is. Six? Yeah, six. Okay. What coach came off the bench and played goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup?
1: Oh, fetch. I have no idea.
2: That's a, see, that was the one I was working on, too. What? Yeah. That was, okay, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. What year was this?
2: 1928. Oh, fetch.
1: If it was like 80s, I might even have a guess. 1928, a coach came in and played goalie. If that person who just texted me about the Dodgers will text me again, that'd be great. Uh Gordy Howe. No. Who is that one dude? I saw in a photo one time, like way back when. I don't even know this question. Who is it?
2: Lester Patrick. For who? New York Rangers. Oh,
1: well, the New York Rangers existed in the 1920s.
2: What's You're that? a hockey
1: fanatic. you should I know.
2: Uh, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Question number seven.
2: Okay. Now, World Series winners receive a championship ring. What did they get before 1926?
1: Uh, money, wasn't it?
2: Oh, well, maybe.
1: Um, cigar.
2: It was similar to the ring. Oh, like similar a to keepsake. the ring. Oh,
1: a uh, necklace. Or a bracelet. No. Neither of
2: those? Uh, really. A watch. Yeah, pocket watch. Oh, was it? Really? Yeah, pocket watch or a medallion. Really? Yep.
1: Oh, well, that's good. I didn't know that. I, that's a ripoff, but I guess it was 1920s uh, Great Depression I was, was taking place. so.
2: Not, not much back then for them. All right. Okay. Question eight last question in 1990 two baseball greats became the first father-son duo to hit back-to-back home runs in an mlb game who were they
1: the purest swinger of them all ken griffey senior and ken griffey junior yeah. seattle mariners i believe if i'm not mistaken yeah that yeah. ken griffey jr look this is before you're born and so you'll never <laughs> be able to appreciate the greatness that he was Ken Griffey Jr. had one of the most beautiful swings in m like in Major League Baseball. Wait, I guess he still does. Out of all the people I've seen bat, no one had a p- more pure swing than Ken Griffey Jr. That thing was incredible. Oh, you would. You, if you I were a baseball fanatic, you would appreciate it.
2: I am. Oh, you are. I don't know how you didn't know that, but.
1: Oh, I didn't, well, because you never.
2: Because well, I like, only say five words. Yeah, so, because
1: yeah. you only say five words. I'm like, Gabby, how are you? Mm-hmm. Good. Gabby, what you doing? Studying. How the questions good, Gabby? What are you uh, What are you eating today? Food. I mean, I I, I can never get. Yeah, I didn't know you're a baseball fanatic. Yeah. Okay, so now we got something really in common. So now we can talk about more stuff when you come back, besides your ripped jeans. Okay. <laughs> Game time with Gabby is always the best. Gabby, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate you.
2: Of course, I really enjoy finding all the questions.
1: I know, yeah. and then stumping us all make me feel like dumb. No,
2: I did. Cherry on top. Makes it better.
1: Game time with Gabby. Grateful to have her on, Gabby the intern. She does a great job, and uh, we appreciate Adam the intern as well. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, it's your turn, your time. Ask questions as we get ready for a listener segment where you get to ask the questions you want. We will in turn answer those questions, so I'll do my best to answer those questions. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High
0: Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball Team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan
1: Ozzy Salson here on the Full Court Press 440 for your time On January 14th, it's a Tuesday, not a Wednesday I'm telling you, broke my heart when Gabby told me It was only Tuesday Always, yeah, just felt like we were Further in the week than we really were heartbreaking stuff. Uh, Eric is gone here today, tomorrow and Thursday. Not forgotten, though. Alive but not dead. He's in southern Utah taking care of some business. So it's going to be me, you, and I. AJ Knight will join us on Thursday. And by the way, I want to make sure I get uh, this uh, promo and tease for us. Uh, Con Smith, the legendary assistant coach behind Bobby Knight. He also uh, worked with the Jazz in some capacity uh, and was able to, you know, Adventuring some of their common interests outside of basketball. Uh, Former coach at Utah State as well. He's going to join us on Thursday at 5 o'clock to talk about uh, his experience of being an assistant coach. And by the way, he was a coach at a local high school for a summer. And then got an offer and took that offer. We'll tell you. What school that was and what offer that was that he got on uh, Thursday. That'll be up 5 o'clock. Con Smith will be joining us here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 13.9 AM. The fan, do not miss it. I promise you, you'll love this interview. Really good stuff from a, real, a guy who has a lot of stories uh, in his venture in the sports world, both on and off the court. So, uh, don't want to miss that. By the way, he was an assistant coach for the 1984 U.S. men's basketball team, which featured one, Michael Jordan, but not two guys of interest, which were John Stockton and Charles Barkley. So I'll ask him about the tryouts and how that all worked out to be. Uh, again, you do not want to miss that. All right, it's time for the listener segment where, uh, since I'm solo today, I want to involve the listeners, right? And I want to give you guys a chance to ask questions. At 435-339-0321, or you can hit me up on Twitter, uh, at, at Aj Salvi, that's A-J-A-Y-S-A-L-V-Y. On uh, the social media Twitter platform, if you want to, there. I uh, got a few questions I want to get through, so we'll get through those right now. Uh, and then I'll, I'll have my thoughts along with those. Uh, first question comes from True Blooded Aggie Who do you think Gary hires as the new offensive coordinator? Uh, I am told that they are extremely close to hiring somebody. I have a name along with that, so I can't really tell you who that is. got to be careful until the Utah State football team has uh, released uh, the information and the announcement. Um, so I will stay away from who, who it will be and who I think it's going to be. But I think he will have a great impact on this offensive uh, squad. No Jordan Love. I mean, you're going to be missing a lot of talent, right? Gerald Bright, Jordan Love. Uh, Caleb reps TLC Mariner. Um, there is Jordan Nathan. You're gonna be. You don't have that talent, so they're gonna have to find out other ways. Now Taylor Compton's gonna have to come into play. Uh, Jalen Warren, the running back, will will uh, get the feature. I'm sure he'll be the feature guy now in the backfield. Uh, the offensive line needs to get healthy. Remember, the offensive line was. You know, battered by the end of the season, and so they need to get healthy. And once they get them back, and uh, I, I think that this offense can do great things under the new offensive coordinator that they'll have. But I'll, I'll stay away from who I think it is. Uh, Ray Jenkins at erj seven one eight one text in is LSU a one trick pony? No, <laughs> LSU. Uh, first of all, when when they win a national championship, um it's 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 usually based on their defense. Their defense usually does all the work. This year it was the offense and the defense. Joe Burrow on one side and just really all eleven guys on the other. I mean, just from their defensive backfield, which was physical, they they played aggressive. They weren't afraid to jam receivers at the line of scrimmage. Because they were so physical with them, and they felt like they were better athletes than whoever it was they were facing. Their linebackers were able to blitz because they know that their defensive back could cover a lot of field. Uh, their their front their front group was just I mean huge. I mean they were monsters, and uh, they and really you saw them push around Clemson for a majority of that second half. They pushed around Clemson's offensive line, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, They're not a one-trick pony because of Joe Burrow. I thought their defense did a lot of work. Really, I mean, when you look back to their 07 football team, uh, I know that they had, um, I don't even remember his name, backup for uh, Matt Flynn, Uh, who was a backup now for for the Packers. You look at, I think, that 07 squad, you could say the defense really carried them the whole entire way. Their offense wasn't much. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I think, I think it's different this year. A, a lot different, actually. Brian Woolston at bright underscore guy 45, he, he tweets in, any other staff changes other than the new offensive coordinator? Who are the candidates for the offensive coordinator? So once again, I'll, I'll ignore that second part because I have information that I can't reveal. Uh, but the first part, any other staff changes other than the new OC? Here's my question to you. Do you think there should be changes at the on the defensive side? They gave up a ton of points, a ton of unnecessary points to Kent State. They got lit up uh, versus Boise State. They got lit up by Air Force. They got lit up by BYU. Do you feel uh, that they... Do you feel that they need a change on the defensive side? My guess would be yes. I don't know if Justin... Kena, I don't think Justin N will be a defensive coordinator coming in next year. I don't, that's, that's pure speculation. I have no info of any sort, of any way, from anybody. That is pure speculation. But based on the way that the defense played this year and the frustration, I'm sure, Coach Gary Anderson, because he is a defensive guy and it didn't live up to his expectations... I would imagine that there might be some changes on the defensive side. Who and what will will, will be yet to be found out? We're, we're not sure there. Uh, is there any more changes I w- in regards to the offensive, besides the offensive coordinator on the offensive side, is there any offensive staff changes? That's also an interesting topic. Frank Male was the tight ends coach. Does he stay the tight ends coach? Or does he go back to the defensive side? Um so a lot of questions in that coaching staff area where, or uh, area where you you have some major questions. Uh I've been I've been given word that there'll be a short time, it will be a short time when uh they do announce the new offensive coordinator for Utah State. No specific time frame, just a short time, soon, I guess is what I should say. But again, how does that affect again, a guy like Frank Malley to come in and, and be the offensive coordinator. A uh, question from a text message I got, really good one too. Uh, what athlete would you like to hang out with for a couple of hours? Not even a close, Michael Jordan. I would love to spend two hours with Michael Jordan and just pick his brain. Right, a guy who went six and zero in NBA Finals, won MVPs, uh, greatest player of all time in NBA history. I would love to sit down for two hours. With Michael Jordan. So uh, that question coming via Don Webb. Uh, yeah. So any other questions, you can text in at 435-339-0321 or hit me up on Twitter at A-J-Sally. Ajay that's A-J-A-Y-S-A-L-V-Y. All right, coming back, we're going to wrap up the first hour. We're ready for the second hour to shorten one because of jazz basketball. So we'll talk jazz basketball. And go from – uh-oh. My mouse just froze. We'll see if we can figure that out here in just a short minute. Uh, but meanwhile, ha, my mouth froze. That's wonderful. I'm going to play some audio here of, uh, here's Coach Smith, by the way, for yesterday. Speaking of which, uh, Utah State, Aggies, uh, big win. going to play some audio here, if I can, of Coach Craig Smith, or if not, ha, this is great. If I can't find it and if my mouse won't work. Come on, mouse. Oh, it works. There we go. Let's go to break.
0: The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never, ever leave from beside me. Because I want you. And I need you, and I'm down for you, always KB. Ajay Salison here on the Full Court Press. We wrap up the first hour and get ready for the second hour. It's going to be Utah Jazz Talk as the uh, Utah Jazz get ready for the 18-21, and 18-20 and 20 Brooklyn Nets over at bb Arena in Brooklyn. Uh, this Jazz team on a roll right now against lower competition. Then they have that tough stretch that we've talked about at numerous times from January 25th to like end of February where it's just brutal and you're playing playoff teams left and right from the Western Conference and then you have Miami as a uh, as a, as a minor switch and they'll come to Vivint Smart Home Arena uh, Can the Jazz get themselves, are they ready to go for that stretch? We'll find out more here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM The Fan Cause I want ya, And I need you.
4: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. College football's national title game has been all about Clemson and Alabama the last couple of years, which is great. But I'm not sure we'll remember the specific championship teams. No one can say that about this year's LSU Tigers. Their national championship run feels like a movie. Head coach Ed Orgeron, he's a character in the best possible way. Their quarterback, Joe Burrow, couldn't win the job at Ohio State and just had what might be the best season a quarterback's ever had. And they won the title in the Superdome. It's like a New Orleans fairy tale. LSU has been here before. The Tigers have won championships. But they haven't had an undefeated season since 1958 when they had the Heisman Trophy winner, Billy Cannon. This year's team slayed all the dragons the program faced. They got incredible play at quarterback. They beat Alabama. They stepped up every time they were challenged. So congratulations, LSU. But I'm pretty sure the party is well underway. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.